Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Kids' Corner. And I have a feeling that Mr. Jacobs' radio is going to be switched on. And we'll all get to join our friends on the Kids' Corner. There's sure to be programs, songs, and tons of fun. So get ready. There's no telling what kinds of adventure and lessons are in store on this week's Kids' Corner. Well, here we go. I came as soon as I heard. Where is she, Holly? Out there, Uncle Lionel. Help me! Don't worry, Joy. We'll get you out of there. How did she get so far out on the ice? I don't know. I just found her myself. Do you have a rope? Yeah, yeah, here. On the count of three, we'll toss it out there. One, two, three. I can't reach it. It's just not long enough to reach her. Maybe we can get a branch and reach her with that. It would have to be a pretty long branch. Please hurry. I'm cold. Don't worry, Joy. We're working on it. Have you tried walking out there to get her? Do you think the ice would hold? We've got little choice. I'll try over here. Or, or maybe there. Mr. Jacobs? Yes, Joy? Can I listen to the radio until you save me? No problem. How's the story coming, Holly? It's gone better, Uncle Lionel. I think I've written myself into a corner. How's that? I can't think of a way out for the adventurer. She has to save her friend from the ice, but I don't want the answer to be too simple. If it's too easy, then it kind of makes the whole rescue a little lame. Hmm, I see what you mean. Let me take a look. Hey, guys. Hello, Joy. Come to listen to the radio? Actually, I have a bit of a problem, and I need advice. What kind of problem? It's a school problem with a teacher. Ah, homework too hard or something? <laughs> it's not hard. It's impossible. I know what that's like. No, I mean like literally impossible. He keeps changing the assignments on us. What do you mean? It's like Thursday. He told us to study chapter two in our books. Then at the end of class, he told us we'd need to study chapter three. And yesterday, he started asking us questions that are in chapter four. Sounds to me like he made a mistake. I don't know. He seemed pretty mad that no one knew the answers. Did you talk to him about it? <laughs> you haven't met Mr. Wormwood, have you? Is he as scary as his name sounds? Pretty much. Hmm, that's an interesting... Oh, uh, hold that thought, I'll be right back. Do you ever get the feeling that he does that on purpose? What, get a phone call? <laughs> no, like when he's about to say something important, he gets interrupted. How would he do that? Eh, I guess you're right, it just seems to happen a lot. Then we have to listen to the radio until he gets back. Well, ah, sure, start it up. All right, now where were we? Joy was telling you about how her teacher is a little crazy, and you were about to give her some advice on how to deal with that. Thanks, Holly. Yeah, Mr. Wormwood has his good side, but it's hard to stay on that side, Mr. Jacobs. I understand. You had a hard teacher when you were a kid? Not exactly, but I have met people that were hard to get along with. I thought everyone got along with you. Mm, unfortunately not. At least not when I first met them. But I found that with a little bit of patience and tact, I tend to be able to get through to people. Okay, I know what patience is, but what's tact? Hmm. Well, it's figuring out how to say things in a way that will help people listen to you without hurting them or making them angry. How do you do that? It takes a little wisdom. We need to think how the other person feels and to treat them with respect. When we take time to plan our words and try to understand how the other person might see things, it can be the difference between a good outcome and a bad outcome, like it says in Proverbs 18.21. Have a drama script that can explain it a little better? I just might. I'll be right back. And now, 
From the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the incredible drama, The Great Experiment, an adapted biblical proverb about using wisdom. Once upon a time, there were two chemists. That means we work with chemicals. Like acids and bases and indicators and solvents and metals and isotopes and... They get the picture, Hildebrand. Quite, Beryl. One day, the two chemists each received a letter. Strange. We usually receive emails. It's my old professor. He's in charge of a research grant. He's looking for scientists to give money to so they can do more research? Looks like a million dollars. Wow, what I could do with a million dollars. I could afford that neural implant for my rats. What I could do with a million dollars. I could discover that wormhole under the dryer. Hmm, says here that I have to recreate this experiment exactly if I want the money. Let's see how this experiment works. The instructions were very specific. The chemicals involved were very unstable. And if something went wrong, it could mean disaster. I need to be careful. I've got to be the first to finish this experiment so I can get the grant. Hmm, let's see what steps I can skip. Both scientists worked hard all day. But as Beryl mixed the solution carefully and followed the instructions, Hildebrand rushed to be the first to finish. She left out key parts of the instructions and didn't pay attention to temperatures or measurements, and it wasn't long before... <laughs> well, that's not what was supposed to happen. The moral is, there are some things in life that can go terribly wrong if we aren't careful. Friendships can be destroyed by a careless word. A life can be ruined by a single thoughtless act. That's why it's very important to think carefully about the things we do and say, because though they may only last a moment, the damage they cause can last forever. You girls look very thoughtful. Everything all right? I'm just thinking about what you've been telling us about being wise when it comes to talking. And I'm trying to figure out how that can help me with talking to my teacher about the trouble with my homework. Have you come up with any ideas, Joy? Well, it's like the drama we did with the two scientists, Holly. I want to be careful to be respectful and everything, but I still am trying to figure out how I'm going to say it. Yeah, I'm not sure how you'd do that myself. He's being pretty hard on you. I mean, how can we know what to say exactly? That's a good question. And obviously there's so many different situations that it's impossible for me to tell you what exactly needs to be said, but I think I have some Bible verses that might be useful. <laughs> I'll take them. Well, in verses like Luke 6.45, Jesus tells us that what we say comes directly from what's in our hearts. If we're angry at someone or think they don't matter as much as us, then the words that come naturally from us are going to be disrespectful and bitter. But if we love others and want peace with them, then it's going to be a lot easier to use kind and wise words. Wait, so you're saying if Joy wants to say the right things to her teacher, she has to be loving? Like, be patient with him and stuff? It always helped me. By showing God's love to others, we aren't letting our own pride get in the way of doing the right thing. Yeah, being full of ourselves and being loving at the same time is impossible. That's what it says in verses like James 3.10. In fact, the book of James in the Bible has all sorts of tips when it comes to using our words to help others. Hmm, I'm going to have to look those up when I get home. Home? Are you leaving now? Yeah, I think I'm going to talk with my parents about this whole thing. That's a great idea, and very wise as well. Well, it's a good thing I'm on the right track. 
Thanks for your help, Mr. Jacobs. No problem. Bye. So do you still need help with your adventure story, Holly? Nah. I think this whole conversation was a good break. I'll call you if I need you, though. Sounds good. Are we done listening to the radio? Yeah. 